A whole lot of Tom Brady on today's episode, including another quarterback talking about Tom Brady, how Tom Brady is helping the Buccaneers lead the league in a fun category, Tom Brady getting insulted, and how Tom Brady has impacted the Bucs fan base on this episode of the Locked On Tom Brady Podcast. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation, and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I'm David Harrison covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. My co-host James Jarko is off for this episode, but you can find him covering the Buccaneers for SB Nation's BucksNation.com. When we aren't here, you can find us there or on Twitter at JRK underscore Bucks at DHarrison82 and at LockedOnBucks. Thank you again for making us your first listen or your first view every single day. I mentioned in my Bucks 2022 record prediction that I have Tampa Bay beating Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, but losing to Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals simply because I want to see the NFL's efforts to prematurely crown Mahomes as the next great quarterback blow up in their face and see if the Bengals going to the Super Bowl and then defeating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa forces the NFL to kind of shift their course over to Joe Burrow instead of Mahomes after yet another loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers while into Tom Brady. Well, apparently, I'm not the only one looking to make a Burrow and Brady connection. For the record, I am willing to sacrifice a regular season win to 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 attain my my chaos theory. But if it's Bucks and Bengals in Super Bowl 57, obviously we want to see Brady win yet another ring and bring another Lombardi to the Buccaneers franchise. Just just for the record, in a recent episode of the Full Send podcast, Burrow was asked about Brady, and here's what he had to say: What do you make of his like retirement and comeback? I mean, did anybody actually think he was going to be retired? Yes. I was did. fooled. Yeah, I, I, I was got fooled big time. You guys got to know better than that. I would retire if well, I just got his contract. Say that? Why, yeah, why, why should we know better than that? I would. I take playing. Tom Brady's he's, word for his word. I, I was a diehard New England fan through all the years, and when he says something, he does it. And he said he was retired. He said he was out of the league. And so explain. He's, he's playing way too well to, to give it up right now. Then why, why say you're retiring? I think, he, I think he wanted to shut down the conversation because if he didn't announce his retirement everyone would be talking about is he retiring is he not retiring so i think he went ahead and did it to get everyone off his back so he could go think about it once again that's cincinnati Bengals quarterback joe burrow on the full send podcast uh basically asked about tom brady the whole retirement uh situation and joe burrow coming out and saying that he never believed tom brady was actually going uh to be retired and and voice that he was basically surprised that anybody uh, would believe it. And and again, every time this comes up, got to give a shout out to Evan Klosky of WTSP 10 Tampa Bay uh, down there in Tampa for, for being the first that I heard. And, and granted, probably said a little bit tongue in cheek, but that he never said the words retired. James and I uh, going on to cover that saga throughout the offseason until Tom Brady announced that he would, in fact, uh, return. And listen, when you, when you talk about this, right, and you, and you look at Joe Burrow, an NFL quarterback, a, a competitor for his entire life, and now his very short professional career so far, uh, but one that certainly looks to be off to a promising start. Certainly a guy who can kind of, you know, relate to what maybe Tom Brady uh, is going through, not from the end of career stage, obviously Joe Burrow very much in the beginning of his career, but you kind of go back to uh, what Tom Brady has said multiple times in his own career that he's going to retire when he sucks and he does not yet suck. And evidence of that 2021, 
uh, Tom Brady's stats, some of the best in his career, second best in his career in completion percentage, the most passing yards he's had in a single season in his career, second in touchdown passes, ninth lowest interception percentage, eighth career season with a quarterback rating over 100, and the second lowest sack rate. So he's also getting hit less than he's ever uh, gotten hit in his in his career really as well. So health, uh, not as big of a concern, obviously, if you're in that situation. Now, the offensive line has a little bit of turnover this year, so we'll have to see if that trend can continue. But when you look at Tom Brady's career, his worst performances of his career in key stats, and we're not including uh, 2000 when he didn't play his rookie season, 2008, the ACL season, when obviously he missed uh, basically the entire season. But outside of those two years, his worst seasons as a starter in the NFL as a quarterback would still not be at the bottom of the league coming into 2021. In fact, he'd still be better in those key percentages, right? Uh, completion passes or completion percentages, yards, touchdowns, lowest interception rates, all that stuff. He would still be better than at least five NFL quarterbacks, starting NFL quarterback. And you don't want to have the sixth worst, right? Or, the, you know, the sixth worst uh, starting quarterback in the NFL. But it just kind of goes to show that even at his age, even with everything that's supposed to be catching up with him, still not even close to being the worst quarterback in the NFL. In fact, he's actually up there at the best and doing and playing the best of, of his life. So that kind of uh, plays into what Joe Burrow was talking about. And then the other point that Joe made kind of wanting to shut down the conversation so that he could just go on his own, take his own time and think about it. Look again, Joe plays in the NFL. He's a quarterback. He's been, he's had to face decisions, transferring, coming out of school, doing all those things. And he's had to make decisions that are, that are best for him. So I totally get his perspective on, you know, what a guy will do to go through, to kind of control the narrative or maybe quiet down the noise a little bit so that they can think for a second. But if that was Tom Brady's goal, uh, it didn't work. In fact, I went back and counted the Locked On Bucks podcast alone. Us, we did four episodes, and that's what I counted. So maybe there are even more. And there's probably episodes in there that weren't really titled Tom Brady episodes that we talked about uh, Tom Brady coming back and I just kind of mentioned uh, the whole situation. But at least four episodes from the time he retired or announced he wasn't coming back to the time he announced he was coming back. We did alone at least four episodes. And then you had reports everywhere about whether or not he was going to come back. Uh, you know, look like a guy who was still preparing to play football, uh, going on radio shows. Was Did he want to be traded to San Francisco? Bruce Arians and Jason Light being asked about it, the sounding combine. And then, of course, the rumors about uh, him wanting to go to Miami. So if that was, I'm not saying it wasn't a, a reason that maybe he said it, but if it was, it obviously didn't work uh, very well. I am a little bit disappointed, though, that Burrow, Burrow's a very smart guy. And, he, and again, he's in this business and everything that he he didn't mention the whole, you know, Brady never said uh, retirement thing. But, you know, I, I suppose that's just something that Evan and I will have to. Well, Evan will go down as, as being the only guy claiming. I will go down as a guy who uh, trumpets his success and his victory in that claim uh, time and time again. So more explosive Tom Brady talk coming up, including some insults that are headed the way of your Buccaneers quarterback. But first... I just received my birthday cake puffs over the weekend, and I'm telling you, I've never had anything like them before. In fact, typically not a fan of birthday cake flavored items, ice creams, and, and all that stuff, uh, but these are very, very good, and they're available right now. We can't promise that they're going to be there tomorrow, so get them today at Built.com. If you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a little secret. These things are chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bars. You heard me, and that's exactly what they are. Delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real Chocolate. So make every day your birthday with Built's birthday cake puffs. Built has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake and robed it in 100% white chocolate and added sprinkles. 
It's got 150 calories, which is still about which is about, uh, about half of what a normal candy bar has. But this thing is packed with 16 grams of protein and only nine grams of sugar. This limited time, limited time flavor is an amazing option if you are looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day. All Built Puffs are covered 100% chocolate, which means that with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So go to Built.com to get birthday cake puffs now. Use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks again for making Locked on Bucks podcast your first listen every day or your first view if you're joining us on YouTube or if you're watching the premiere episode that usually drops the night before uh, the episode officially releases the next day. Thank you for making us your last view of the day, the last thing uh, perhaps that you do before going to bed or first thing you're doing at your night shift, whatever, however you uh, you you support us. We greatly uh, appreciate it. Look, at the end of the 2020 NFL season, right? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers win the Super Bowl. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs 31-9. to really never a contest, James and I had to address uh, a question. And that question was whether or not Tom Brady with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could actually be better in 2021, uh, as evidenced by the stats that we just spoke about in segment one. Yes, he, he absolutely could. And I will say that James and I both believed that Tom Brady and this Buccaneers offense could be even better in 2021 than they were in 2020. In a lot of ways, they were. Not only was Tom Brady better, but he actually helped the Buccaneers lead the league in perhaps the most fun stat category of them all, explosive plays, because who doesn't love an explosive play? A big run, a big pass, a big catch and run, whatever it is. Everybody loves explosive plays. Matt Bowen, a seven-year NFL veteran and current writer and analyst for ESPN, tweeted out some league-wide observations of his that he had after watching or starting to take a look, a little bit of a closer look from a stat level uh, back to, at, the, at the 2021 NFL season, tweeted, quote, looking at some offensive numbers from the 21 NFL season, total explosive plays. These are combined run passes. Now, just to clarify, rush a rush play that's considered explosive is 15 yards or more. Pass plays are 20 yards or more uh, to be considered explosive. Combined rush pass, Tampa Bay leading the way, all NFL teams with 92 of them. Uh, second place, Minnesota Vikings coming in at 90. The New England Patriots coming in at 88, uh, third overall, tied for fourth with 84 of them, Buffalo, Las Vegas, and Baltimore. Uh, rounding out the bottom of the league, 27th, tied for 27th, New Orleans, Pittsburgh's, New Orleans, Pittsburgh, and Carolina with 56 apiece at 30. Houston and Atlanta tied with 54 apiece. And then the New York Giants came in 32nd overall with 48 combined explosive plays. 76 of those 92 explosive plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2021 were pass plays, which means only 16 of them were runs. For 2021 NFL season explosive plays that were rushes, uh, Bowen sent that out as well. Again, those are runs of 15 yards or more. Buffalo led the way with 33 of them. Uh, interesting fact that he dropped on there, 15 of those were actually Josh Allen plays. Indianapolis and Philly tied for second with 32. Cleveland and Baltimore tied for fourth with 30. And New England had 28 explosive runs. The bottom of the league, uh, Green Bay, New Orleans, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati each had 15, making them all tied for 25th. Miami was 29th with 14. Jacksonville 30th with 13. Houston and Atlanta at the bottom tied for 31st with 10. So the Buccaneers 16 runs better, basically 24th, uh, either tied for 24th or 24th alone ahead of the Packers, Saints, Steelers, Bengals, Dolphins, Jaguars, 
Texans and Falcons. So good to see a couple of division rivals behind them in the explosive rush category. But obviously you want to get better in the explosive runs if you can. Don't put it all on Tom Brady. So, of course, the Bucs would love to get some more explosives from guys like Leonard Fournette, maybe Keyshawn Vaughn if he gets involved, Giovanni Bernard, and rookie running back Rashad White out of Arizona State. But as long as Tom Brady is quarterbacking the Buccaneers, I think it's very, very clear uh, that this team is going to continue to have explosive capabilities that measure up to the best of the league. Speaking of Brady and explosive items, Variety reporting that they received exclusive information that Tom Brady is just isn't just joining Fox Sports rather uh, upon retirement. He's also going to be joining Netflix. I don't know if you heard about this. If you haven't, again, uh, it's on Variety Sports Illustrated BucksGameDay.com. We've got a write up on it as well. Variety saying, "quote Brady will serve as an executive producer on his own and future roasts. Roasts, guys. His roast will be filmed in 2023." following his next season with the NFL. So obviously it's going to be late February or early March at the earliest because he's got a Super Bowl to play it, uh, end quote, right after the NFL. Um, the special roast series is going to be called the quote-unquote greatest roast of all time or groat. So that's the name of this Netflix special. And basically it's going to be a special series that, uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to do a bunch of them at once or it's just going to be one at a time every once in a while uh, that – the, the greatest of all time. That's basically the the gist here. Uh, Robbie Pra, vice president of stand-up and comedy formats for Netflix, said, quote, we can't wait to burn three-time Super Bowl losing quarterback Tom Brady, who only went back to the NFL in order to delay this roast. In all seriousness, it's a huge thrill to work with the greatest football player of all time on this project. No one's better at taking hits and still coming out on top, so we know the roast will be a breeze for Brady, end quote. So, uh, very, very interesting that Tom Brady is getting involved with something like this, something that we were asked earlier this week and answered. What does this say about Tom Brady's chances of playing in 2023? James and I kind of laid out our scenarios where we believe that maybe the quarterback would be willing to come back in 2023. Um, signing on to to do a Netflix special perhaps kind of takes away from, I think, being the executive producer. Now, full disclosure, I don't know how much work actually goes into being an executive producer uh, of a TV show. Maybe he's just paying a whole lot of money and lending his name to the likeness and they give him a credit and he really doesn't have to do anything. So um, I'm going to be you know, completely honest. I don't really know how much of this actually takes away from the pops possibility that he's going to play from a time commitment standpoint. But I do think the fact that we see Tom Brady getting into more and more media type projects that are quote unquote taking place uh, after his last season or after this next season does kind of signify uh, that he is going, he's putting his ducks in a row to where he's going to retire from the football field, but he's going to have plenty of things uh, to do. So my, so that's kind of the best I can give you is I don't know if it guarantees because I don't know what the role of an executive producer is in Tom Brady's capacity. Um, but you know, I, I do think that the more he sets up for this, you know, quote unquote end of season or after the season does seem to point to signs like that we all pretty much believe is going to happen anyway. But Tom Brady will probably likely retire after the end of the 2022. NFL season. Now, thoughts on I on the idea of Tom B, Brady being roasted. Uh, I, for one, am a big fan of roasts. I like watching them. Uh, some of them are, are better than others, obviously. And of course, the person being roasted, uh, you know, there's there's plenty of material usually. And Tom Brady's got plenty of, from from all the gates that uh, he's he's been involved in there in New England and conspiracies. And uh, sent out a video of his own, you know, talking about um, the Tuck Rule fumble being maybe actually being a fumble. So obviously, having some fun at his own expense already. 
uh, roasting others. That's going to be interesting to me because usually the roast, the person being roasted also gets up and roasts other people that are in attendance. Um, kind of a Peyton Manning esque situation. My question with this is always going to be, or is going to be the whole greats thing because we've seen specials that are kind of like this before and they bring on celebrities and they just don't quite measure up. So if we're going to have this thing be a Tom Brady fronted project and it's called the greatest roast of all time, the groat kind of expect maybe a Peyton Manning will be up there or a Tiger Woods eventually uh, maybe will get up there. So that's, I don't want to call it a concern, but that's kind of my biggest question. Are we going to get the caliber of roast uh, roasties? You know, I don't know what to call them. Uh, people being roasted to match the greatest moniker that the title is giving them. Look, I want your Twitter DMs, emails, or voicemails predicting who is going to be invited to roast Tom Brady. Not be roasted, but on Tom Brady's roast. Who do you think will be on hand to roast the greatest quarterback? Of all time, James and I will come back with our answers here at the end of the week. But you have time again, Twitter DMs uh, to the Locked On Bucks Twitter account, emails or voicemails. We'll give you that information here at the end of the episode. Enough about Brady. Next, we're going to talk about you, the Buccaneers fans. And actually, there's going to be a little bit of Tom Brady involved in that, too. But first, we're going to talk about our partners at Bet Online, who continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Bucks Nation, final segment here of the Locked on Bucks podcast, David Harrison. Fandom analytics recently came up with measurable data to decide which fan bases are the best. And Bucks Nation, you came in 25th. I don't make the rules here, guys. So how did we get here? Fandom analytics has been doing this for about 10 years thus far. That's what they say is about 10 years. They don't give an exact number of time and of course for most of that time let's be honest Tom Brady obviously or Tampa Bay obviously didn't have Tom Brady that's where he comes in uh, or playoff appearances and certainly didn't have a Super Bowl win during most of those years uh, that we're talking about here the last 10 years two years of Brady I'm sure has certainly helped in the, in this metric but it hasn't done enough to elevate the Bucks fan base to the top of the league obviously so how do you rank fandom? I think that's really kind of the first question, right? Is, is anytime you talk about this stuff, you power rank the fan bases and you do all this other stuff. How do you do it? Is it, is it via nickname? You got Bill's mafia out there. You got Raider nation who anytime you hear a bucks nation or an anything nation, Raider nation flips out and says, we're the only nation. You can't be a nation. I don't think they understand how nations work. There's actually several, several nations out there in the world. Raider nation. Wasn't the first, won't be the last. Anyway, is it ticket sales? Because if it's ticket sales, it's the Dallas Cowboys, and it probably will be the Dallas Cowboys for quite some time. Is it television ratings? The Buffalo Bills, actually, from a quick uh, Google search that I've found, the Buffalo Bills have uh, the highest average television rating draw uh, of, all, of all the NFL teams. Is it jersey sales? Because according to one measurement, the, the player that sold the most amount of jerseys in 2021, Mac Jones of the New England Patriots, interestingly, interestingly, Enough. So a lot of different ways you could potentially measure the value, quote unquote, of a fan base. Here's how fan fandom analytics does it. They use a combination of what they call fan equity, social equity and talent equity. So fan equity basically in a nutshell measures team fan willingness to attend games, 
and spend money on the team. So again, go back to 2019 and earlier uh, Buccaneers, you know, back to 20, 2011, 2012, how much were Buccaneers fans really filling the stands? And then how much money were they spending, you know, at the game on souvenirs and then online on jerseys, hats, things like that. So that obviously is going to have an impact. Social equity, social media following, even after two years of Tom Brady, the Buccaneers social media account is uh, Twitter specifically uh, up to 1.1 million followers, which is amazing. And I'm uh, not scoffing at it. I'm, I'm barely over 2000 followers myself on Twitter. So believe me, not scoffing that whatsoever. But if the Buccaneers Twitter followers doubled overnight, they would still have less than half of what the New England Patriots Twitter account currently has. So 20 years of Tom Brady versus two years of Tom Brady. Obviously, the social equity is going to be a little bit differently, a little bit different than talent equity. So I read what their description of talent equity means uh, a few times, and here's how I understand it. So this is not a direct quote from the site. This is how I understand what they said. Uh, so take it with a grain of salt. Essentially measures a team's performance as it compares to their payroll. So, for example, if I'm correct here, the Buccaneers were in the bottom five of total roster spending in 2021, according to SpotTrack. Yet they made it to the second round of the NFL playoffs. Now, that number of total spending includes dead cap and reserve money spent, not just simple salary cap calculations. So there are other teams who, because of the dead money they had to pay out and the reserve money they had to pay out, paid or spent a lot more capital, cash capital, than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did. So again, Buccaneers bottom five uh, in spending, but made it to the second round of the playoffs. So that's a huge gap, right? That's that's a huge return on investment when you look at it that way. Here's what fandom an- analytics had to say about that. Quote, we combined the three metrics into an overall ranking using a weighting system that primarily emphasizes the fan equity, parentheses, revenue premium, and social equity measures. The talent equity component is given only a 5% weight. So that last one where the Buccaneers really kind of hit a home run Again, bottom five in money spent uh, near the top of the league as far as you know, winning games and, and getting into the playoffs and all that has only a 5% effect on this whole measurement. Uh, so how does Tom Brady impact this? Well, obviously, from the fan aspect, look, as soon as Tom Brady joined the team, jersey sales went through the roof, ticket sales went through the roof. I mean, ticket sales right now are absolutely insane. Season ticket sales, I'm sure, uh, went through the roof and will continue to as long as Tom Brady is on the roster. But again, that's only two years out of the last about 10 uh, that they've been doing this, right? Social, you know, the Buccaneers got up to a million followers on Twitter. I'm sure their Instagram, Facebook, all this stuff. Followers have also skyrocketed, but still not even close, honestly, to the level of a team uh, who's had Brady for 20 years, like the uh, New England Patriots. So still falling short there. And then the talent one, which the Buccaneers actually win pretty heavily among the NFL uh, population, only only accounts for 5% of the possible Great. So talent, good thing is uh, only 5%. It's, it's it's a good thing that it only counts for 5%, right? Because honestly, with Brady comes what? A lot of players who are willing to take less money to play. I don't know how, you know, if you can't have an equal playing field, I would, I would say, for, for teams to bring in talent for lesser money, then it shouldn't be as, as heavily weighted. So as much as that hurts the Buccaneers in this evaluation, I actually do. Uh, I personally approve of that 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 uh, that kind of a mechanism being put in place. So the top five fan bases, according to this valuation, belong to the Green Bay Packers, New England Patriots, Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So some teams that you probably really honestly kind of expect in there. Meanwhile, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Arizona Cardinals, Cincinnati Bengals, Tennessee Titans, and the Washington Commanders are in the bottom five, uh, respectively. Washington Commanders, 32nd overall. So According to uh, this analytic, 
Buccaneers fans, you're 25th overall in the NFL, but you're number one in the hearts of the Locked On Bucks podcast. So we thank you again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or your first view every single day. You know who else loves you? The Locked On NFL podcast. So please make them your second listener view. The schedule may be dark, but the NFL never stops, and neither does Locked On NFL. Get insights and opinions from hosts including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, and Tony Wiggins, plus local Locked On NFL hosts repping all 32 NFL squads. There's no offseason for real fans, so make sure you're subscribed to Locked On NFL on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. James and I will be back tomorrow with a fresh new episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Remember, we're going to be talking about our three to five. I'll talk it over with James. Three to five nominees or ideas of who we think might be on hand to roast Tom Brady at the end of the 2022 NFL season. So if you want to give us your thoughts on that, please send them into Locked On Bucks podcast at gmail.com or call them in and be a part of the show by dialing 813-444-5841 or DM your answers to Locked On Bucks on Twitter. If you've got reactions to today's topics, additional questions or subjects you want us to discuss, again, one more time, Podcast at gmail.com or 813-444-5841. For James Jarko, I'm David Harrison. Until we speak again, make sure you're checking out everything we're writing over at BucksNation.com and BucksGameDay.com. Find us on Twitter at dharrison82 at jarco underscore bucks and at bucks. If you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind to one another. Wash your hands. Fire the cannons. And thank you for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.